0: Hi, I'm Abby Futrell, and I'm having a seat at the table with Wiley. Come have a seat at the table. You've got a seat at the table.
1: Welcome to A Seat at the Table. I am your host, Wiley Brazier, the fifth. And today I am honored to have as my guest, Miss Abby Futrell. Abby, welcome to the show. Thank Uh,
0: you for having me, Wiley. Excited to be here.
1: All right. So uh, let me tell you a little bit about Miss Abby here. Abby Futrell is a digital innovation coach with the Professional Learning and Leading Collaborative at North Carolina State University's Friday Institute for Educational Innovation. Her work with the Friday Institute encompasses a commitment to coaching teachers, refining professional development experiences, and serving as one of the lead facilitators for the North Carolina Digital Leaders Coaching Network. She frequently travels and keynotes at national education conferences and has moderated future ready summits, which are sponsored by the U.S. Department of Education. Woo! Abby's collective 15 years in education include service at the local, district, regional, and state level, as well as experiences as a public school middle grades language arts teacher, public school secondary English literature teacher, district instructional technology facilitator, six to 12 instructional coach and professional development consultant with the North Carolina Department of Public Instruction. In her spare time, whenever that is, with all of that going on, it is spent searching for new ways to help teachers, help students, reading with a tall glass of lemonade, Specifically the Chick-fil-A brand or simply lemonade and cooking beautiful meals while listening to new edition. All it's right. The telephone All me. right. That's the one right there. You better <laughs> cool it now. Nice. Uh-oh, uh oh, oh, oh. Don't play while don't play. <laughs> All right. So you can follow her on Twitter at Abby Futrell and abbyfutrell.com. Abby, I am so honored to have you on the show here today. What a person, what a bio. I definitely appreciate having you on here today.
0: It is my absolute pleasure. I am humbled and honored to be one of your um, first guests. This is such an amazing idea and I just support you 100%. It's a great man behind this this concept and I'm just excited to be here with you, Wiley.
1: Definitely. I appreciate you. You know, the whole idea for this, a seat at the table is to offer uh, everyone out in the world, a seat at the table to be able to learn from all of the different guests that come on the show. We can all continue to collaborate together and just bring everyone together and grow. Um, so you have done so much. I mean, your 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 bio speaks for itself. You know, uh, currently you're doing a lot of things with the Friday Institute. So for those people out there who don't know, tell them what is the Friday Institute?
0: I always tell people that the Friday Institute is a magical place <laughs> where, uh, but, but you know, where we get to work with teachers and administrators and district leaders, Um, but in all actuality, we are part of North Carolina State University's College of Education. Um, And our main focus is education innovation as it relates to teaching, learning, and leadership. So our collaborative partnerships include businesses, community members, we also do um, a lot of innovative ed tech research or educational research. Um, we inform policymakers with decisions that are made about education in North Carolina. So um, we we are kind of like um, the baby sister to uh, the college of education. We're all in the same umbrella, um, but we do some really exciting and innovative work at the Friday Institute.
1: Definitely. Definitely. So, so and, and, and I know one of the things that you do, uh, is working with future ready and you know uh, I had the opportunity to attend a future ready summit uh, down in New Orleans you know um, which which was absolutely phenomenal I thoroughly enjoyed it got a chance to meet some great people connected from people from everywhere from Chicago to Seattle to Florida and I- um,
0: I met some amazing, I feel you, I met amazing people through um, Future Ready Travel, so I'm with you 100%. I'm co-signing that with you on that one.
1: Definitely. So, so what does it exactly mean to be uh, Future Ready?
0: Okay, so um, Future Ready as it relates to uh, Future Ready's mission um, is basically helping it started out with a plan to help school leaders develop um, a personalized plan for implementing um, personalized learning, research-based digital learning strategies, just so students will be prepared for our our world as it exists today. Um, so really making adjustments in learning mm-hmm. and making adjustments to accompany the, the trends and changes of our world. So in the second year of its implementation, they took the leadership strand, which mostly focused on superintendents and um, school district teams to include a strand for librarians, a strand for principals, um, a strand for coaches, mm. and then they kept the superintendent strand. So the goal was to um, just sort of, of custom customize and flush out these support networks within a school to help um, districts as a whole reach that Future Ready goal. So I was fortunate enough to work with the um, Future Ready coaching strand. And right. um, got to do some traveling and met some amazing people, but most of all, learned some amazing things. I always tell people I'm a very selfish presenter because I know my intent is to help facilitate learning for other people, but I just get excited because I know for a fact I'm going to walk away with some new relationships and and new knowledge, and uh, that's what I look forward to the most.
1: Most definitely, most day, every day is for learning. You know, uh, that's you right. learn a new lesson every day. And so I know that there are a bunch of different uh, theories out there about digital learning and, and digital learning theories and whatnot. And so um, I, I know that from the time that I had there at Future Ready in New Orleans, you know, they kind of talked about the dashboard and even, you know, I tried to go to the principal strand and the district strand and the, uh, and the coaching strand because I play a, a variety of roles where I work. So... And so, um, you know, out of those different digital learning theories, uh, which one like do you subscribe to or like, you know, which ones do, do, uh, do are you a fan of and, and why?
0: Absolutely. Now, we're probably all familiar with TPAC. And then, of course, mm-hmm. there's Samar. Um, and, and I do in mm-hmm. my work with school district cohorts of teachers. You know, we certainly integrate those. My favorite would have to be Liz Kolb's Triple E Framework. Mm mm-hmm. um, Simply because she talks about, are we really assessing if we're using the technology to um, extend, enhance and engage students and the way she presents the frameworks and the questioning and the questioning to get you to that level? My teachers seem to be able to resonate with it with the most ease out of all of them. Mm. And I've actually seen progress when we're using that framework. It's almost second nature when they're planning, you know, they really push themselves to, to make use of the technology outside of just the substitution, which I think, I think all of the frameworks are helpful. And I think all of them, some are a purpose. But if you ask me my favorite, I would have to go with Liz Cole's triple E framework.
1: Okay. Got to check that box and make sure I investigate that triple E framework a little bit more she's amazing Uh, all right so so then what advice would you give to teachers or or administrators as they begin integrating technology in their classroom
0: it would have to be you you have to be prepared for everybody that to to accommodate a different fit for everybody so like always give this analogy about um the fact that i like leopard print Right, but okay. if, I, if I came into a room and I had on a spandex leopard print bodysuit, right, and you might not be able to see from the neck down, but I'm you know, I'm not a small, I'm not a medium, not a medium, you know, I'm a good old hefty country girl, right? So that just wouldn't be a good look, you know, you wouldn't feel good, I wouldn't feel good, I probably wouldn't wear that spandex bodysuit again, it was not the right fit. Mm-hmm. But you know, if I, I do like leopard print and I wear leopard print sweaters and scarves, and I got this banging pair of leopard print BCBG pumps, so when I when I stick to what fits, I'm comfortable and I'm going to wear it over and over again and feel good about it. So the first thing would be you can't start everybody off on the same leg because they're automatically going to be in different places. So each person needs to find a leopard print. And then how are you going to facilitate that learning? Um, and then the biggest thing, it is progress with this initiative is slow. So don't mm-hmm. expect any overnight results. Celebrate every little bit of project on progress and effort that comes about because it's going to make a difference. Change is hard for educators because we have to do it all of the time. It's, there's no such thing as you know hanging on to those laminated lesson plans. It's like by the time you come out of school the next year either the state or has put out some sort of new standard or um, new requirement. There's now a new trend in education. The world has changed, and we want to make sure students are ready, so we have to change with it. Um, so, if I had to encompass all of that, it would be make sure you help your teachers find their leopard print. Let everybody find their leopard print and be happy in it, and then they can move on. You know, maybe if I stick to Weight Watchers, I can wear that spandex bodysuit, but not right now. <laughs> so, um, definitely just understanding that piece is, is most important, I think.
1: I, I really like that. I really like that. I'm gonna have to use that too. To Help
0: yourself.
1: <clears throat> all right. I'm gonna quote you on the first time, but then after that, it's all mine, okay? <laughs> Unless they hit the podcast, then they'll know where I get it from. Right? <laughs> right. so, uh So, you know, we talked about some of the digital learning theories and, and advice. Um, what has been some of the strategies that you've found like most impactful or have had positive outcomes on student uses or integration of technology that, that you see?
0: Um, absolutely. What hands down would have to be um, that I've been afforded the opportunity to um, make sure professional learning is ongoing and frequent Mm. right outside of the quality that does two things for me it gives me an opportunity to form relationships Mm -hmm. because if they don't trust me or they can't understand why i'm there or if i'm in or out and they know they can't depend on me they're not going to trust me or um or take anything that i say with fidelity you know there's just not going to be a connection for change to occur but once that those relationships are established then i can deliver assistance and support in a transparent manner, which sometimes is, is what you have to do. My granddaddy always says, sometimes somebody has to call a ugly, baby, ugly.
1: <laughs>
0: you, just, you gotta figure out the right way to call it ugly, baby, ugly, right? So in, in facilitating change, now the downfall to that is I get very attached. So, mm-hmm. you know, I work with, with districts. I have some districts. This is my third year with them. Um, I have some districts. This will be my second year, but my last year with them. So like when you build relationships over time like that and you you are used to seeing progress and seeing these people and you know they trust you when they email you or they text you or they call you because they really want to improve and they really want to progress. And so I, that's the piece that that I think is most valuable is having the time to really invest in the professional learning and being able to coach at the same time. So in addition to providing professional learning, I get to go back and I can model lessons. I go back and we do planning sessions. I go back sometimes and they'll just say, can you watch me do this so I'll feel comfortable? So it's like a gradual buildup, but they know that I'm going to be there. You know, I'm, I'm not gonna just come and go. And that's been the most powerful piece that has been instrumental in actually seeing change happen in schools and I know everybody's not afforded that opportunity Mm -hmm. you know if you're if you're an ITF and you have 22 schools you know that's hard to do yes but but I will tell you in in all of my roles and in all of the ways I've delivered professional development that has been the most um, effective way of delivering professional development that that I have experienced
1: that's great that is great that's great great advice i definitely enjoy hearing that now tell me this where, where are you from originally because i'm like hearing your accent here again
0: <laughs> wally i am proudly from a little bitty town in northeastern north carolina called ahoski it is um it used to be an indian village initially and was called um a hot sky and then mm-hmm. over time as it was colonized a little more it, it you know it, ended up becoming translated into a husky but fancy. it's a it got fence a husky, a husky <laughs> but it's a little bitty town um i think we've got now we have we do have a burger king and a mcdonald's and um a wendy's but we don't have any there are no sit-down restaurants um there are two laundromats 25 barbershops oh wow um, <laughs> so wow. but i mean we have a, a an old-fashioned main street i mean it's it's a really small town but I'm so proud to call it home and it definitely has um, made me who I am.
1: All right cool. So so all right. We've talked a lot about, you know, PD and all of these different things. Um, at this time, you know, I like to try to let the, I want to try to let the listeners get to know you more as well and the viewers get to know you mm-hmm. as well. So, um you know, I know we both love to laugh and everything, but you know <clears throat> what if anything is too serious to be joked about?
0: Wow, two things: the safety of our students should not be joked about
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I think it 's time to have some serious discussion about various inequities that exist in education. Mm. Um, not only for our students of color, but for our educators of color. So I, I will tell you, it, you know, having gone to OV Academy, which you attended mm-hmm. as well, yeah. we all experience the same frustration about not seeing. We, we understand the importance of students seeing people who look like them, but I think we're underestimating the importance of educators seeing ed leaders who look like them. Mm. And that's missing. Yes. So um, I think, but. First and foremost, anything dealing with the safety of our students is not a laughing matter, should not be joked about at all.
1: Definitely. Safety first. Safety so, first. What would constitute a perfect day for you?
0: Ooh, I, I get to have lots of perfect days. There are certain school districts that I wake up extra early to get to like they just really get it they're really working their behind off to do what's best for students leadership at that school gets it the culture is where it should be for change to occur and when I mean you literally I'm walking out the building with the teachers like they have to say it's time for all of us to go home (laughs) so I I have an affinity for working with teachers especially new teachers I love all teachers but um, I have a special place in my heart for new teachers so any day that I'm working with with teachers or in the school district that is really serious about making the changes that they need to make for students. That's an absolute perfect day for me.
1: Definitely. All right. So, um, and then, all right. So this is a good one for you. I think you'll enjoy this one. All right. If you were able to live to the age of ninety, and you could have either the mind of a 30 year old for the last 60 years of your life, or the body of a (laughs) 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want?
0: Wiley, my body was already gone at 30, so I'm (laughs) going to say I'm going to keep the mind. Like, I would give anything to just be able to remember without a sticky note. Like, (laughs) I I don't understand when it happens. So I'm going to go with the mind of a 30-year-old. Okay. And I think I could remember more and uh and maybe that would be more helpful. But yeah, my body was gone at 30. So I wouldn't want that 30-year-old body anyway.
1: All right. All right. So a couple of last <laughs> thoughts. Any last thoughts before we go? Uh, where can and also tell them where can people find you online? I no, I gave it in the intro, but where can they find you online?
0: Okay. Mm. So if I'm on I am on Twitter at Abby Futrell and there's an E in my name. So it's A B B E Y f u t r e l l or you can check out abbeyfutrell.com. a b b e y again f u t r e l l dot com um, and, and I, any last thoughts i just want to say Wally, thank you again I'm so humbled and honored like to be a part of this I think this is super amazing and so I'm so happy to support um, so I, I would just recommend everybody tune in he's got some great stuff lined up this is a, this is the a1 podcast don't miss out on it
1: Definitely. And make sure that you all check out her website. I went to it the other day and she has a lot of great resources there. You can even filter some of the upcoming uh, appearances that she's going to be in. And, you know, just make sure you check out abbyfutrell.com. So uh, before we go, uh, I always, you know, like to have our guests either tell a joke or give some kind of quick little story about their experiences in their life but specifically if you're more uh, either an educator so can you give us either a joke or a quick little story or a combination of both <laughs> really quickly
0: yes okay. my first year as a first year teacher i was a lateral entry teacher so i didn't go through like a teacher education program i came out of the um I just came out of the paralegal profession and went right into teaching. And so my first year teaching was a struggle for me. And I had a student, and she would not stop talking. She always had, she was either criticizing what I was doing or what I was not doing. And she was constantly talking and she would always preface it with, Miss Askew. So she would say it a hundred times, Miss Askew. And then she would make her complaint, Miss Askew, you need to make them sit down, Miss Askew. So one day I had just about had it and I said, Look, if you don't have anything nice to say, just don't say anything at all. And she looked at me and she, like she was thinking for a minute, she said, Miss Askew. I like the way you wear the same black pants every day, but you be switching your shirts up and stuff. Like that's real nice. That's real smart. And and I knew then I was like, I'm not real sure about this education thing, but I couldn't do anything but laugh. I said, so it, you know, that's just a testament to how closely they watch you. Yeah, so, you know, I would have on a different shirt every day, but you know, mm-hmm. I was gonna have on some kind of black pant. And I think she thought it was the same black pants every day, but <laughs> I, you know, I will always remember that.
1: So All right, I'm right, like, well, I definitely appreciate your time today you're so so very welcome Um, thank you for being here and joining me and sharing your time talents and your treasure uh, with me and the world Uh, to my listeners thank you for your support and tuning into this episode without you none of this would be possible And like a home-cooked meal, I hope this show has nourished your body and your mind. So until next time, with me, you will always have a seat at the table. Thank you, Abby. You're welcome.